It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Wednesday, December 27th. Uh, and we have plenty of Celtics stuff to talk about because I was not here after the Lakers game, so we couldn't get a full podcast in. And so we're playing catch up today. Uh, update, I still feel terrible. <laughs> My head still hurts. Couldn't sleep last night. I've eaten about, in the past 36 to 48 hours, I've eaten two pieces of toast and a bagel. Not fun. Good for not calories. Good, good calories. <laughs> Not new, new diet great. plan dropped. Just uh, get sick. I will say the funniest part about this whole ordeal is when I came on the show, RJ was very kind. He said, be well, hope everything is okay. And someone just goes, he's literally always sick. Always. Yeah, coughing. I he, saw that. I was needs like, professional I help. Fire. I was like, what the hell, man? I it's love when like, people are just overly mean to Jack. Cause he's, <laughs> it's like the most unnecessarily rude thing. I told my mom about it and she goes, make sure to tell that guy to fuck himself. <laughs> Oh, Speaking of rude commenters, there was some guy that was like, I hope you learned your lesson because you looked shirtless. I thought you were shirtless because you're wearing the shirt that I'm wearing because it looks close <laughs> to my skin tone. Please don't wear it again. So for the third straight video, I'm here in this shirt. Get ready to think I'm shirtless, buddy. Hell yeah. Love that. I will say the worst part about the current ailment that forsakens me, uh, I am like running a temperature. So I'm just like, sweating i can be as cold as it can be in the room i just can't like not be sweating it's awful that is the once worst. we're done was... with this just enjoy being sick like just sit there uh, put it's something not on. I, I, but i'm not a psychopath i don't enjoy being sick i want to be productive i don't well, want to reap, sit here and reap be useless. the rewards of being sick like just that, like what take rewards? advantage of it sit there like <laughs> no. play video games terrible. watch a movie watch terrible, tv terrible it sucks well, this isn't like normal sick. This is like debilitatingly sick. I can't hurt. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's like the sweet spot. <laughs> no, where, well, no. maybe you're not in the sweet spot just yet because no. you are like painfully sick. But like <laughs> there is like a little gray area in there where it's like I don't feel that bad, but I don't feel good enough to be super like busy. No, no. not it's okay funny. to like not like do things when you don't feel good. It's part of part of life. You have to shut down sometimes. It's coming from me. Not fun. I hate Don't not enjoy. doing stuff. Don't like it. Anyways, let's excuse me. See who's going to be winning some in pop Nito today. Got the wheel all set up. Got Pull some up. catching up to do because we didn't give away on the last podcast because obviously we didn't do a full podcast. So let's nice see who's winning from this big wheel. We got nine entries. Let's see. Who's I love when we have popcorn gift. Sucks for the people that enter because their odds go down, but it's it's good for the wheel. Sean, I checked the name before we get on here just so I could say the names correctly. Sean, well, <laughs> congratulations. We're going to get you some popcorn gift card. We'll respond to your comment, let you know. We'll put it on our sheet now just uh, so we remember. Uh, and if we don't comment right away, just email us at hbtcpod at gmail.com. And if you'd like a chance to win some in pop needle popcorn, say what's pop in the comments. You? They need to send a phone pop- number, right? 
phone number, name, and email address, which I'll get the email if you just send us an email. So. Okay. Yeah. There so you that's go. easy that. enough. That means yes, sir. if you win, just you can just do that. But we'll we'll also like be like, hey, you won. Yes, sir. Comment what's popping. Send us an email with what's popping, uh, and we'll get you set up. Thank you. Shout out, Sean, for winning the contest today. And without further ado, let's get into the first Celtics topic, which is Udonis Haslam being a piece of shit. I'm just going to say it uh, word for word. Now, listen, <clears throat> most of y'all probably already know what we're talking about. So before we say it, I understand the context of trying to hype your team up in a big moment. This is obviously a big moment, so you try to hype your team up. But shitting on one of the most decorated and respected people in the history of the sport of basketball is probably not the best way to do it, especially when your teammates get to publicize it a year later. Um, so Bam was a guest on Haslam and Mike Miller's podcast. What is the title of the podcast? Do we know? I'm just curious. Know. Everybody has a podcast. <laughs> not, I, I kind of like, don't like everybody trying to have a podcast as like, I don't know. Like they, they start a podcast and who knows how consistent it's been. I, I truly don't know. It's called the OGs. Which is fair Sure. And uh, does does everyone really need to have a podcast and a microphone in front of them? Brand new. They have posted five videos to their YouTube channel. So they just started. Yeah. Got to make sure everybody's got a podcast. Isn't Mike Miller an agent or is that like a different Mike Miller? I thought he was also an agent. I think he is an agent. I'll double check, but I'm pretty sure he is an agent. I know there is there is a Mike Miller. He is an agent. Yes, he is. He is. He is. I think he has some pretty big uh, clients, too. J.D. Davison is one. Uh, Massive Paolo, client. Paolo Bancaro represents. It's a, it's a pretty pretty good one. Right it is there. like a brilliant move from Mike Miller to become an agent post-career, though. Like, that's a very, very, like, smart thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, the biggest ones, Paolo Bancaro, Wendell Carter Jr. Um, Just represents yeah. the whole Magic team. Pretty much JD Davison, CJ LB. Uh, anyways, sorry. So, uh, Bam Adebayo was on the pod, uh, and he said we were playing Boston, so you know he's in his feelings, uh, or so you know his feelings. We're in the huddle. Cap come in there. He gave his pregame speech. You know they retired Bill Russell's jersey for everybody in the league. So they got six in our rafters, and he's in the pregame speech. Expletive, Bill Russell too. Basically, fuck Bill Russell too. Um, yeah. Has some expanded on his thought process a little bit. I love Bill. No disrespect to Bill. I love you. He just caught that stray. But will you ever see a Miami Heat jersey hanging in the Boston rafters? Respect Bill Russell. I love him. But why the fuck you got to hang in there? And then Jalen Brown went on to like a uh, a tweet basically saying, you know, Michael Jordan has got a, a jersey in the Raptors in Miami, but you're going to go after the guy who did the most for like <laughs> uh, social justice and and... and that stuff in the league and in the world uh, and that's the guy you're going to pick on like what the fuck like i said i i understand wanting to hype up your team and obviously you went on saying you just caught that stray like i love bill obviously but like what the fuck are we doing also why are we publicizing that you said that at least keep it under wraps like what are we doing yeah like this is also on bam for being a moron and being like hey everybody he said this like if i'm haslam i'm kind of heated at him well you said it before the show why didn't you just cut it out like what yeah, it's also your podcast. Like you could just be like, oh, maybe, maybe we don't need to have everybody hear this story. It's not like they're alive. Maybe they did it on purpose so they could get you know the aggregation accounts on Twitter to tweet it. And people would get mad, but this is a very wild area to disrespect. 
first of all, I'll say this. I do respect the players having some sort of disdain in a rivalry. First and foremost, I love Listen, a rivalry. I, I love that they get heated about the Celtics. Like, good. Like, that's good for the sport. However, Bill Russell never played a game against the Miami Heat because they didn't exist when Bill Russell played. They were not a rival of Bill Russell. And Bill Russell has nothing to do with the Miami Heat. If anything, he paved the way for a lot of people to get where they've gotten because of the things he did on the court, the things he did off the court, and the incredible person that he was. So it's just really weird to like pick on him. The reason why his six is retired around the league is not because of basketball. It's because of all of the things that he did in his life to make things better for the people that came after him. And, and that's the most outrageous part of this. Like, everybody should love Bill Russell. Bill Russell was a, a lovable person. He, he was a great soul. There is an entire documentary on Netflix about how remarkable he was off the floor. That is why Six is retired by every team in the league. Not because he was a Celtic and won 11 titles. It's really retired for Bill Russell, the person, not Bill Russell, the Celtics. So if you really want to be like, they have a Celtics number in our rafters. Listen, I get the, I wouldn't want a Celtics jersey hanging in my rafters. I do. But like, really, really weird. And L by Bam for exposing him. That that might be yeah. a larger L. I, I honestly agree. Like I said, like, heading in before this. I had a lot of respect for Udonis Haslam. Like, regardless of all the ha-ha, like, oh, he just shuts on the bench. Like, he stayed with the same team for 20x years. He set records for the franchise. Like, he very clearly cares about that organization and was willing to stay there and do whatever it took to be a part of it and help and and do everything. Getting his numbers. Even, like, even passes. Like, I can contextualize that this was just him trying to say something to hype his team up. He is a Heat guy. Very clearly fucking hates the Celtics, which... Good. If you're a part of an opposing team, like respect, like you, you should gotta have to team. do that. Exactly. And that's why I'm like pretty not okay with what he said, but like I understand why he said that to hype them up. Just you can at least see it. Yeah, just pick a different battle. Like pick a different target. Like you could well, there, you could have said like Larry, you could have said Pierce, you could have said fuck KG. You know, well, they did. Like, he did. He said Okay. So I was looking for the exact quote because I didn't want to just put Haslam said fuck Bill Russell on the sheet. I wanted to make sure like we had the complete context because it's not sure. really fair to just pick out things. But that this these quotes that we read are verbatim what was what was transcribed. Okay. So in in searching for these, he talked about he does not have a disdain for Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum in the current iteration of the Celtics, but he hates Pierce and Garnett. He hates those guys. Sure. So, like, I can respect that. Like, they battled against those guys. Of course you're going to hate them. I am pro-hate in terms of uh, team-to-team hate. I hate I hate when it's all handshake buddy-buddy. I like when there's a little bit of animosity in basketball. I think it's good for the game. Seeing Giannis chase the Pacers down to get his <laughs> as funny and ridiculous as it was, it ruled. They had just got bounced from the in-season tournament. Then they have that thing come up. That's good for the game. That's fun. The fans care. So good for hmm. the Heat for caring, but Bill Russell is just not the one. Like, yeah, not the guy. All the people that just yeah. be like, fuck that guy. Not about that. <laughs> yeah, not that's him. 
That's a rap move. I can't fuck with that. That's, You'd be that's like, fuck move. Ainge. Fuck that guy. I hate Ainge. Like, pick anybody. Just yeah. not him. Like, it's just wild. You could have literally picked on almost any other member of the Celtics history. Like, so almost any Kyrie, dude. You should, we all, we all would have been like, agree. Like, he would have united Celtics and Heat fans. We would have been like, yes, respect. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, just an L. Just an L decision and take by Udonis uh, Haslam. Anyways. Shout out to Jalen for liking it. Jeez. And you know, like, Jalen definitely saw this and, like, Arthur clenched fist meme because yeah. how much Bill Russell is meant to Jalen and what Jalen believes in and all of the goals that Jalen has for the city of Boston with his new contract and the things he plans to accomplish. Oh, that must have really fucking set him off. I hope that when's the next sparks these teams play. When's the next time Miami comes to the garden? I'm going to look it up. You don't have to. I hope that next time they do play in that moving forward. Um, oh, they don't they come play- back this year. No, they play in Miami twice on the 25th Ooh. of January and February 11th. Um, I know you said UD said that he doesn't have a disdain for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I hope this makes it so they want him to. I hope him. they have a disdain for him. <laughs> yeah, Jaylen I hope it. Him. Yeah, I agree. January 19th, Haslam's jersey will get retired, so it's not going to be against the Celtics. I was curious if that would be the day. When is it? January 19th. So the Celtics are mm, in Miami close. six days later. Yeah close wow. almost <laughs> you're going to the game tomorrow right or if you feel good enough yeah it depends on how i feel it's you, you gotta ask them about that i'm sure i'm sure chance, if maybe. you don't somebody will but someone's got it yeah uh, anyways all right next thing uh drew holiday has been playing out of his mind lately he's really finding his footing mm-hmm. i know you wrote about it for celtics blog joe Missoula said you're seeing drew reinvent his game as far as playing off the ball Playing when the matchup is on it, being involved in different defensive schemes. Obviously, just put up two 20-point games on the West Coast trip. Uh, I know you wrote about it, so I'll let you I'll let you take it. But Yeah, I got to give a shout-out to uh, Bill Sy, too, who also did a little Legend. bit. But it was more about Missoula's vision for the adjustment of the offense. But he did highlight Holiday in there. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel. You know it's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Look, if you're not good at math, you, you even you know that's a good deal. I mean, I'm not good at math, and I, I know that's a good deal. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off your NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, here we go, folks. Now pay attention to this. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. He pointed out that last year in Milwaukee, Drew Holiday was the primary ball handler 24% of the time. That was the his usage rate is that, that role. This year, it's down to 16%. He's doing that far less. So he he pulled that quote from Joe about 
Drew learning to play off the ball. And that has been a big help to this Celtics team. It's obvious that Drew Holiday does not have as much opportunity here to be the dribbler, right? He he can't he can't yeah. really be the point guard at all times. I think the Celtics play best if there isn't necessarily a guy that is doing that. I don't like when it's Tatum. I think it makes the ball stick. Maybe Derek White or Holiday are truly the answer, but you know they have so much talent on this team. It's really not necessary. The best way for the Celtics to play is just by moving the ball. Simply put. There's no need for anyone to have to be the primary guy. Now, Holiday has not only seen his usage rate as the primary ball handler drop, but he is taking the least amount of shots per game since his rookie year, yet he's still wildly efficient. He's shooting 46.6% from the field, but the three-point percentage is almost at 42%. It's 41.9. He has managed to stay ready and remain just always reliable it's funny he gave the quote on horford saying what he all like the most reliable or whatever he called him yeah but like drew holiday is literally the same thing like they're not asking a whole lot of him on offense it's just like when the ball is dished to you knock down the shot and he's managed to be consistent despite not necessarily having the opportunity to have a great rhythm and to to get yourself in that rhythm it's tough it's tough when you're just kind of thrust in and every once in a while you have to do stuff or you're expected like these guys that don't have consistent minutes somebody like Pritchard last year where he wasn't always in the game like he he wasn't getting in games and you saw his numbers dip so credit to Drew Holiday for remaining somebody the Celtics can lean on and he's given them a great steady veteran presence as well in the Kings game Tatum was out he, he had rolled his ankle against the Warriors the day before. That means they were they had one less star guy to roll out there with the second unit. Who was the second unit guy in that game? It was Drew. Drew had a great second quarter. It was after uh, De'Aaron Fox had hung 17 on the Celtics in the first quarter. Sacramento scored 40 points. Holiday, I think he had 8 to 10 points that quarter. And he also finished the night with double-digit assists. So he of serving as the hub for that bench unit. The fact that he's able to do that, or he's able to just be a catch and shoot guy is nuts. And he's playing defense and he's guarding the bigger guys. He guarded LeBron in the Lakers game. He, he had a massive mm-hmm. timely block on Jackson Hayes in the fourth quarter. Celtics were up eight. Hayes was about to get a dunk to bring it to six. And they were really fighting off the Lakers because they did not want to relinquish the lead again after they blew an 18 point lead earlier in the game. He just, he got him from behind. Just basically, it was like a strip block. He went up, brought the ball up. Holiday got him from behind. The Celtics got a fast break out of it. There was another point in that game. Holiday pushed the pace off a make and found Porzingis, who sprinted the floor, for a lob. Easiest two-point punch back ever. Just his awareness, his veteran know-how has been a huge addition to the Celtics. Those that did not like Marcus Smart probably love Holiday because he is a controlled Marcus Smart. And shout out to Marcus, who played very well for the Grizzlies yesterday. I think yeah. they beat they, they won, right? They beat the Pelicans in overtime. Uh yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he I'm pretty sure yes. he had a lot of clutch moments. So this yes. is not a Marcus Smart. See you later. Thank God he's off the team. But like Holiday is Marcus Smart with uh been around the block a few times built in. Grizzlies are back, by the way, in case you're yeah, curious. Yeah, they won what three? Three or four? <clears throat> four. Four. Happy back. Yes. Absolutely. Drew Holiday being more and more comfortable with the Celtics is great. You're obviously going to have ro- uh, growing pains as he joins the team in October. 
like two weeks before the preseason started, he was a part of the team. And now he's finally finding his footing and in, in getting comfortable in Boston's offense. If he's able to be the guy that is just the step up every once in a while guy, and he can be reliable for that. Watch out. The ceiling <laughs> is just going to continue to raise and raise and raise the more comfortable they all get. Yeah. And I mean, the defense has been there, <clears throat> excuse me, all season. The offense is obviously important, but like, Opponents are shooting less than 60% in the restricted area against Drew Holiday, shooting 40% in the paint, not restricted area, 35% on above the break threes. That's best on the Celtics. Like he's clamps. <laughs> he's completely like shutting down everybody on defense. And that's be really why the Celtics at looking at <laughs> defensive numbers. Cause I just never know to look. Those are great stats. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, listen, this is what everyone wanted from him when the Celtics traded, <coughs> excuse me, Celtics traded for him. Sorry. Um, the defense, that's what everyone was looking for because obviously he's fresh off an all-defensive first-team season. He's widely regarded as the best defender in the NBA uh, by all his peers. And that's what you're seeing. And you pair that with Derek White and Kristaps Porzingis and the Jays and, and Horford, and like you've got a ridiculous defensive lineup. But offensively, I think a lot of the question marks coming this season, at least you heard a lot from Bucks fans, was like, can he settle into being maybe not the top guy all the time? And there were points where you questioned whether or not, points where you'd see him search for his own shot a little bit too much but lately it's all been like yeah i'm good i'm ready to do whatever the team needs and he's like you said he's averaging only 13 points all this stuff about the you know the fewest touches blah 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 he looks perfect <laughs> like you know it's crazy also he's taking like about the same amount of shots as Derek white <laughs> and porzingis like it's really not that crazy like crazily much of a gap like Drew Holiday's taking 10.8 shots a game. Derek White, 11-2. Kristaps Porzingis, 12-4. Like, that's a lot closer than you'd expect watching the games. But, regardless, Drew yeah. Holiday's been great. Those also, three have been great behind the Jays. I hate to start the circle jerk in December. But you have to give Brad Stevens a lot of credit because not only did he put this team together, but he found the correct personalities to put on this team, I think. Sacrifice has been a huge discussion throughout the first two, three months of the season. And you can see these guys are walking the walk. Drew Holiday taking low shots and Derek White and Porzingis taking roughly about the same. Plus, you've seen both Tatum and Brown cut back their looks, too. These guys just want to win. They're no nonsense. Everybody's pretty much happy to be there. Even a guy like Al Horford going to the bench has been massive. Just... Going into the season, us not knowing if it was going to be him or Derek White and then seeing how much Derek White has thrived as a starter, we didn't realize how much of a big decision that might have been. Like, if he had come off the bench, we might be missing out on this Derek White masterclass stretch we've watched over the last month. My all, take, all of that... Go ahead. My take, Derek White was never coming off the bench. That That's my He take. might not I have think, been coming off the I bench. I think... Drew and this is like obviously nothing to do with like disagreeing with what you're saying. I feel like they would have put Drew Holiday on the bench before putting Derek White on the bench. I think they like they being the Celtics and Joe Mazzulla knew how good Derek White was. And I'm not gonna Porzingis say I did. didn't know. Porzingis didn't. Porzingis can't stop talking about how he had no idea that Derek White was good. It's very funny. I love Porzingis, he's hilarious. Um nah, listen, man. I don't want to stray too far away from Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday's been amazing. Uh, Derek White's obviously also been amazing. What's crazy about Drew Holiday this season, I'm just looking at the stats here, six double-doubles this year, 
And the best part about that, most of them are rebounds. Dude is hitting the glass hard, yeah. like like mo- it, more po- rebounds per game than ever. I think it's important. He, he has career high in rebounds. Yeah, he has six, six double doubles through twenty six appearances. I want to say last year yeah. he played sixty seven games in Milwaukee. He had sixteen double doubles. Yeah, he's on pace to to eclipse that. And it's so funny because Derek White has been so good that nobody's really talking about Drew Holiday. I, I decided it was time. Yeah. After watching what he did on the West Coast and seeing him get more comfortable in the Celtics offense, it was time to highlight my man a little bit. He, he doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. need the recognition. He's a vet. He's won a title. He knows what he's done in the league. He's just out there to try and win again. But he does deserve the recognition. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Shout out to your holiday. He's been great. It's been fun to watch. Very fun to watch. Uh, speaking of Joe Missoula. As we were talking about, Joe Mazzulla has no concerns about this year's Celtics team. And when I say that, I mean that literally uh, in talking with, uh, was this Gary Washburn or Adam Himmelsbach? Himmelsbach. Adam Himmelsbach of the Boston Globe. Uh, Joe Mazzulla said, I had concerns last year. Honestly, the concern was, what if we don't win this game today? What if we lose three or four? I had those concerns, understanding how you're going to navigate that. But because of what we talked about earlier, the uh, surrender to the result, I don't have concerns. Whatever we go through, we have to go through. However long that takes, I would regret more being tested and going into a playoffs with zero adversity than being uh, than not being tested, excuse me, and going into the playoffs with zero adversity than being battle tested and having an understanding of what we look like when things don't go our way. And I couldn't agree more. I said this on Talk and Seas with Bobby Koritsky, SI Media Group. Shout out, Bob. Um, that's why I like the Lakers game because they were up by a lot and then they weren't. And it was like that. And the, the shot stopped falling. The Lakers found some some room in transition, and they climbed right back into the game. And it was momentum completely swung in the way of the Lakers. And what happened? Didn't matter. Celtics came right back out and rolled them. Said, nah, see you later. We're back. It doesn't matter what you do. We're just going to come right back even harder and, and win. And I think those are the important games. Like the Clippers and the Kings games were fun. Complete blowouts. Not close. Never like was in doubt. That Lakers game was more important to me. It, it, it was more telling. Um, and, and I think you're going to see a lot of these tests build up into valuable lessons for the playoffs. Yeah, I think the Celtics actually being tested is very important to your point. Because watching the Lakers game when they were up 18 and then, then they weren't. And I was like, hey, Jack, they're going to lose this one. And they didn't. In fact, they never even let it get out of hand. Once it got close to being tied, the Celtics started being for real again. They built the lead back up. You saw guys like Drew Holiday step up in big moments. You saw Tatum have a good fourth quarter despite not really having much of a shot the entire game. These things are all important. You have to be able to do that. There are, I say it all the time, there are stretches in NBA games that are not crunch time, but they are clutch time. When the Celtics let the lead get down to three or four points, those are moments that decide games. You can fold and let them overtake you and continue to run through you. Or you can put your foot down, take control of the game back, and that's what the Celtics did. And it's against a Lakers team that has Davis, who's an incredible presence inside, and LeBron, despite being forty and uh, writhing in pain, he did hurt his knee. In fairness to you know him, but he's somebody that throughout his career has been a killer. You have those two guys on the other end, plus Austin Reeves, who everybody loves, and he has had flashes where he's excellent. And you held them off. Great job. Good job. Impressed, earned my respect, even. I agree. <laughs> uh, 
I agree. Uh, it's been fun to watch. It's been fun to see them battle back after these tests. And I mean, you look at most of their losses. I, I think the important thing is, I forget who said this and where I saw it, but like they've been in every game this year. Like there, there hasn't been a game where they got completely stomped. Like even that magic game, like it just got out of hand at the end. Like they, they had a chance to win that game. Do you, do you remember, you know, the quote I'm talking about? Like I saw it somewhere. I just can't remember. I don't know if it's a quote, it. but there is a, uh, Damn, I think I'm it was a quote. Why do I think? This. Why it do I think like it was a table? It was a table. No, <clears throat> no and... I know the table you're talking about, but I think there was something. Um, I yes, I found it. I think it was Bobby uh, in La- Bobby Manning, I should say, Law Murray of the Athletic, um, who I believe writes for the Clippers or he covers the Clippers. I'm not sure. Apologies. Uh, Law Murray was on the Garden Report and made a, a point, and he said the Celtics have been in every game this season. They've had double-digit leads in their worst three losses. Like <laughs> that is nuts. And, and as much as you can say, "Ha ha!" Like they, they, you know, they lost even though they had a double-digit lead. I, I personally, and, and if you're interested in the team. and I know you say it all. I know you talk about it all the time. I personally don't subscribe to the theory that a double-digit lead means you win the game. I mean, like that's three threes. Let's like, come on. Let's not. Let's not act like a double, like a ten point, you know, thirteen point lead is just automatically. Yeah, they should win this one. As much as you'd like them to, because they've shown they can be up. That's just not how basketball works. Like other teams are gonna make runs. Shots. Well, it's, can, it's a like, game of runs, falling. but you can exactly. also like be serious and kind of like no, no, take a step yes. back and relax when things get <clears throat> a little bit tense. Like you don't have to panic. And I think we've seen a lack of panic at times, which is a good thing means they're more comfortable they're prepared for the moment so you you need that going into the playoffs like you last year the celtics panicked a lot Hmm. they panicked in the Hawks series that's why they lost a couple of the games they panicked in game five against milwaukee two years ago because that one sticks with me Mm -hmm. so this table is like pretty much what percentage of the time each team spends in whatever point range so the celtics spend 11 or almost 12 percent of the time up 20 points and then they're up, what is that, 65% of the other time or 85%? I can't read it. Small on my screen. Uh, within, they're within 19 points, 88.1% of the time, which okay. in the table's defense, that could mean on either side. So, like, that oh, is I just, see, I see, I see. Yeah. See, I thought that was, uh, no, they were up <laughs> zero to 19. I thought there was four of those. But a uh, little wrinkle to this Pistons not last. Yeah, our Pistons. Well, the Pistons. Yeah, they're technically not last. That's they're it. They've never. They have not been up by twenty once this season. Which is, not, I mean, I'm not saying that's an easy feat, but literally every other team has been up by twenty at least once. <laughs> it's okay. There's there's tomorrow. <laughs> sure. Well, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Anyways, um, next thing we got is from Trace Jackson Davis, who recently killed the Celtics on the glass in the Warriors game. He's a rookie in Golden State. Um, and he talked about how he almost went to the Celtics. Uh, this is from Anthony Slater of The Athletic. Uh, he mentioned that a lot of teams showed legitimate interest in Jackson Davis during the pre-draft process. He said the Kings, Pacers, Celtics, Nets, and Warriors uh, were his expected top five. He had a late first-round optimism, and his feltest floor would have been mid-second. So 57th was hard to stomach. Quote, I was very surprised, honestly. I felt like my senior year of college, I added a lot more to my game. Passing, blocking shots, rebounding at a high level, finishing, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Now, <clears throat> I don't mean to pat myself on the back, but when we did our little draft preview with Tyler Rucker, biggest sleepers, 
Trace Jackson Davis check mark for Jack. So that's all I'm saying. We had him at we we did in fact have him as a first round talent, in case you're wondering, in our little mock draft. So did we? We did. We had him 30. We had him going 30, which is pretty we much where ball. he thought he would go. That's what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> but Trace Jackson Davis has been great for the Warriors this year. He's given them real killed minutes. He's playing big minutes. <clears throat> he did kill the Celtics. Double double off the bench. Mm-hmm. And honestly. I don't want to sit here and say he would be getting minutes for the Celtics because he probably wouldn't be, realistically speaking, just with the rotation they have, the guy playing the guys they trust, etc. That said, he is a guy you look at if he was playing at his current level and had a spot in the rotation, like, okay, yeah, he could make an impact, especially with the rebounding because that is something the Celtics value a lot this year. So, I mean, just all this to say, like, shout out Trace Jackson Davis for being good. But also, <laughs> like... A lot of people asking about trades. A lot of people are like, should they get a big guy? You know, what do they need? They need a third string big guy. If they had drafted Trace Jackson Davis, like he could be the thing that people think the Celtics need to go get. Whether they actually need to go get it or not is one thing. I'm not really sure. I don't know what I believe yeah. in trade wise. My my stance on trades right now is just like, I don't know, dude. They're 23 and six. Like, what do you want out of me? <laughs> yeah. But, Good for him. I mean, sucks that they didn't take him. It always sucks when they don't take people. It sucks that they tried to back a zillion times and kept me awake all night <laughs> before a flight at yep, 6 a.m. Yep, yep. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do? It is what it is. It is what it is. Um, all right. Next thing we got is Kendrick Perkins. Big Perk talking about Celtics Pistons. And the Pistons do take on the Celtics tonight as you're listening to this. Uh, quote, I have a better chance at eating breakfast with Beyonce and Oprah than the Pistons do of beating the Celtics tomorrow. <laughs> uh, it's an all-timer. Just an all-time quote. <laughs> yeah. Just great. I I know all of our comments are going to be like, dude, they're going to lose. They're going to lose the Pistons. Because, like, we all have yeah. that in us. We're all like, they, they're going to lose. Uh, <laughs> but they shouldn't lose. I'm very – I don't think it's up yet because it's Wednesday at 1230. And yeah. – uh, I would love to see what the line is. Just just like I can probably like tomorrow can just take pregame insurance. Like I just put five dollars on it, win like a hundred. Mm. I don't know if it's I will yet. say quick pistons note. Um we got plenty I, of pistons coming up. I know, but just as I mean, right. I bet on the pistons in a parlay last night. Well, uh, and no no, sorry. I bet against the pistons is what I meant. I bet on okay. the pistons game. I bet Nets lost. minus I know Nets minus six and a half. Uh, and as you know, they lost by six. However, Mikhail Bridges missed two free throws at the end of the game. Oh no. He missed <laughs> the Nets missed a lot of free throws down the stretch of that I know. game. Like this game yesterday, one had a tremendous amount of juice. Like mm. Little Sears' arena was on its feet. They really wanted to mm-hmm. see the streak snap. Those people were into it. Good crowd. Like, good job, Pistons fans. It was an excellent game. You had a Cade masterpiece, 35, 37 point second half, and they still lost. And and he had scored, like, who knows how many straight points, and they cut the lead to two. Dorian Finney-Smith knocks down a three in the corner to make it five. Pistons take a timeout. And then Alex Alec Burks does the Michael Scott right here, right here, right here, three. And just slams off the rim so hard. Just right out of a timeout. Like, there's a minute and a half left. They didn't have to rush anything. It, it was awful. It was like, oh, that's why this team's not good. The other worst part is my dad bet, like, he likes to do the predicting final scores bet. Yeah. And he was off by one. And Mikel Bridges missed both of his free throws. 
<laughs> oh no, that second free throw for your dad must have been terrible, man. Because he he definitely yeah. was like he because he was like he has to make one. You, you can only make yeah. one. So he missed the first one. Your dad had like all the dopamine, mm-hmm. but then that second one's rolled out or whatever it did, and his he was crushed. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. Tough luck. Uh, all right, let's go to the emails. We have a lot to catch up on, so we might speed through some of the older ones. Apologies if you sent us an email about some of the West Coast trip games uh, and we missed it. That's on me. My bad. Um, however, we'll 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 get through them all. We'll put Impop Needle on the screen real quick. Jump over to the emails and and we'll go over oh, what we got. Pull up the emails. I'll change the screen. <laughs> I got it already. Don't worry about it. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Starting with RJ. Uh, this is from the twenty second. So again, we might skip through these and, and and go through quickly the ones that we might have already needed to see already. Afternoon, guys. Twenty seven games in. Seems like the reasonable time to look at what Santa. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. To brought the Celtics so far. So we have a new piece up on Celtics blog. All right. We previewed this a little. If you want to read all of RJ's article, make sure to go check it out. It's called One Third In as a fan post on Celtics blog. Uh, we'll read the bullet points and quickly react again. We're going to try to get through this a little quicker than normal because we have a lot to catch up on. Uh, Celtics guard rotation is the best in the East. We'll do quick takes. Sam, thoughts? Yes. <laughs> the answer is Probably I would agree. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would agree. Who, who's better? Who's stopping them? Uh, we only spent like 10 minutes of the pod having a holiday white party. So. I think the only one that has even a shout is honestly as crazy as it sounds in New York's guard rotation is really good with Brunson, DiVincenzo. They have solid age, guards, but they don't have quickly, like not the level aside itself. from Brunson, not the consistency. No, uh, it's time to retire. JT is the offensive initiator. This w- is why we take. need to get past. Uh, well, I disagree. Actually, I think JT should be the offensive initiator. Uh, as you saw in the Lakers game. I mean, look at him. <laughs> look at him initiate the offense in that game. That's why I'm saying. Well, no. Old. He shouldn't be the offensive initiator, meaning bringing the ball up at the top of the key. I think Tatum's best at initiating the offense from the low post. So I guess that's technically the offensive initiator. But when <laughs> yeah, I read what, what he wrote, about. when I read what he wrote, I take it as bringing the ball up. And RJ writes when he brings the ball up in parentheses. This is what he does say. His hands. <clears throat> I think Celtics offense is better served. He's doing it from the post to low wing, which, yeah, I, I agree. That's I'm. That's a great way for him to put pressure on the defense. He's not putting pressure on the defense from the top of the key. That's if I'm an I'm opposing saying. head coach, I'm like, keep him at the top of the key and let him do those stupid dribbles. That's not what I'm saying. When I read this, offense retires the offensive initiator. I read JT shouldn't be the focal point of the Celtics offense anymore, which I couldn't disagree more. I don't think I that's think what he, it means. Or at least okay, that's well, not what his point is. That's and what I clearly was, isn't from what he wrote. Sure, I know. But when I say I don't, I disagree with this, I assume that's what it meant. I think he should be the focal point, but I agree as well that it should be for low post, et cetera. Um, Tatum's game is built on avoiding contact. Um, I think he's gotten better at seeking it out. I hate, I dislike being a blame the ref guy. Tatum does not get a lot of calls. Well, he's, so, he's averaging like nine free throws a game. I think. It's the most ever. He, I, he probably is averaging the most ever. I just remember there were a couple in that Lakers game where he went in I real hard. I think he's hard. been better at this. 
He's only averaging seven free throws, six point nine free throws a game. Actually, is that a career Uh, high though? No, he had eight point four last year. Eight point four, maybe, but that's just because he's taking less shots. He's down. He's down almost two shots a game. Yeah, I'm just saying. I I think, I think he should be up twelve thirteen. Maybe. I don't know. Actually, I don't think that's aggressive. <clears throat> that's aggressive. I think it, like 9-10. Anyways, regardless, um, I think he should be more aggressive, I suppose, but whatever. Celtics roster, roster is iceberg deep. I agree. I think we can both agree. Uh, Joe Mazzula is a very good second-year coach. Yes. <laughs> we both agree. Celtics don't need to be great three-point shooting team to win. They've been better at it. They have been better at it. So but. they won their first game not shooting over X percentage against the Lakers. I don't know what the exact number was, but it was like every time they shoot over this percentage, they win. Every time they shoot below it, they lose. The Lakers game was the first time that they shot below whatever the number was and won a game. So I do think, even though the number technically doesn't mean they have to be a great three-point shooting team, there still is a threshold. With the amount of three-point shots that they attempt, there's always going to be a threshold like that because it's such a big part of their offense. If they just throw them off the backboard it's it's you're not gonna win like you're taking a lot of threes yes yeah i understand i, I do think they make up a decent amount of it with the volume at least in my opinion for what it's worth uh and a couple of the losses where they did shoot poorly like they still probably should have won the game like I, i'm the not gonna Hornets blame the three point won. and the warriors, warriors game, game didn't shoot very won. Well. like and i'm not gonna sit here and blame those on poor three-point shooting i think it was other things and so well, I do think it can't be a coincidence with this high volume and this like many metrics, but I I, I also don't think uh, it is that. And for what it's worth, I mean, they shot less than thirty one percent on opening night, and they still won that game too. So it's not the first time, technically. Uh, last couple things from RJ in this one. This year's Celtics are not scared or overconfident. I think this is based on the Joe Mazzulla quote, or at least like it should be rooted in that. And then no opponent has a structure that fundamentally challenges the Celtics. Again, I'm with it. I think the Celtics are probably the best team in basketball right now. Sure are. There we go. Sorry, I've got <clears throat> runny nose killing me. Uh, all right, next thing. Do you have your tissues on the ground? No, but I don't want to wipe my nose on camera, so I can lean over oh, so out of the dip camera. Off. You dip off yes, to wipe your yes. nose? Yes, yes. I get bullied enough on this show. People bully you too much. I think if you have to blow your nose, you have to blow your nose. As long as you're not like opening your mic to is. blow your nose right into it. <laughs> it is what it is. Sean Siler, recognize up, you from the comments. Legend, thank you. Jordan Walsh, my first ever email. I need to get this off my chest. Jordan Walsh has been playing pretty decent for the main Celtics, and it's upsetting because I see Andre Jackson playing minutes in Milwaukee, and Jordan Walsh can have most uh, can most have the same or better impact. He's a good number of three point shooting nights. I believe uh, him alongside shooters like Hauser and Pritchard. His motor would go crazy. What is your opinion on Jordan Walsh? You my opinion on Jordan Walsh, especially in relation to the Bucks. Bucks don't have a great depth and the Celtics do. That's that's my opinion on this, realistically speaking. Yeah, they, they gave up a lot for Lillard. I mean, they lost Grayson yeah. Allen in that deal. He was somebody that gave them consistent minutes off the bench. I'm pretty sure Connaughton was hurt there for a little bit, if not still hurt, in Milwaukee. So there's another reason why Jackson's getting minutes. I think that Jordan Walsh is considerably worse than Sam Hauser. I think that O'Shea Brissett may be a better candidate right now than Jordan Walsh to be getting minutes, especially the way he's played and really had fingerprints on like good stretches for the Celtics in his appearances. But I think Jordan Walsh is somebody that you should be like excited about too. Like, I don't think he sucks. 
I think mm-hmm. he has a good skill set. I think he plays defense. I think he has potential to be at least a good role player, maybe more, but you should be like excited about that. And I was personally disappointed to see him not play in the Clippers win the other day when literally everybody played except him. Yeah. I think he was hurt for what it's worth. Um, and he's also only shooting like 34% from three in the G League, which Tatum I'm not saying I'm not saying that's terrible, but like in the G League, if that's all you're shooting, I can't imagine it would go up much higher in the NBA. Uh, and again, another thing to note, it's not like players come in as rookies and, and get minutes all the time, especially on the Celtics. Like, look at Hauser. Hauser spent a full year in the G League. Teams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and Hauser spent a full year in the G League before getting his chances. A lot of players go through the same stuff. I just don't think it's it's time yet for Jordan Walsh, and, and I think they're going to develop him for a year and see what happens. Uh, although I am I am excited about him. Next thing, what's popping? This is about the Clippers game, so we'll speed through it a little bit just because it's it's an old one. Uh, RJ saying afternoon Clippers game was the one I've been waiting for. All the principles Missoula has been talking about. Uh, beautiful, even without the draw-dropping replays. Said he was initially worried about Tatum as the ball handler. Uh, defensive. Zubak's bulk worried me. Celtics increased their pace and getting the ball to the court and that reduces impact. One of the quietest 30-point nights I can recall from Tatum. Most encouraging is that I don't recall any extended dribble threes. Katie keeps be- getting better, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we'll be even better if Porzingis plays. Uh, be well and Mary Winter to you all. Exactly. Just, just right? wait for Kato's next appearance. Getting into the future here. Be well. And then RJ sent us a very nice Christmas card uh, with him and his family. I don't know if he wanted that shared, so we're not going to share it. But we appreciate you, RJ. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you mm-hmm. very much. Um, Next thing we got is from Naeem. How about them Celtics podcast? Hey, Merry Christmas. I was wondering. Uh, I believe this is the first email we've gotten from Naeem. I don't. I've never seen him. Thank you, Naeem. We appreciate you. Yes, thanks for uh, Hey. Merry Christmas. I was wondering, do you guys think they should make any moves this trade season for agency or use the TPE? Uh, if anything, just a bench upgrade. Obviously, some guys would be perfect, like Dorian Finney-Smith, but logically, we can't get him. Naeem, the fact that you said this already W. <laughs> At least I, I appreciate you acknowledging this part of the, the equation, because a lot of people don't. Uh, other guys like Sidek Bay has a small contract, but again, what happened because he's some valuable players for their team. W again. I love the context here. I'd say let's go get Tory Craig. We've said it before. Love it. Furthermore, I think we should go get Terrence Davis from free agency to replace Fee Mikhailu. I believe Svee uh, was supposed to be a backup to Sam, but Svee can't get a shot to go. Yep. I think we should sign a free agent big man to attend day. See how it goes. I don't think that's how 10 days work. I don't, uh, actually, in the year... I, I That literally is how 10 days go. I, I don't know... <sighs> For some reason, I didn't think you could sign vets like that to 10 days. And I know you're going to say COVID. I think that I wasn't sure if that was a rule just for the COVID 10 days. Um, I'd have to oh, double check. Maybe I'm, you know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm I'm dumb, though. I could just be doing dumb. We're well, not what, mind what, giving. What, hmm. like, um, signifies like a vet? Like, what do they define a vet as? Because Jay and Noel had a 10 day with Memphis. I know, but he has like less than four and years. And he was a four uh let's see what is a 10-day contract 10 days allowed free agent players no okay never mind i'm wrong you can vets can sign 10 days contract i'm incorrect it's just a money thing is they'll probably get more um <clears throat> yeah never mind they so jamichael green could be signed to a 10-day contract it's fine i was wrong uh jamichael green or neural noel on de- excuse me on 10 days i'd like jamichael green i wouldn't hate it so looking into this luke cornett's fourth season of the celtics i can't think of any game he has had better than Namiyash Keda. I still stand that Luke Cornett's probably better. Uh, Luke, Luke has only played... game. He literally won him a game in OKC. Yeah. Yeah, he had um, like four threes in the fourth quarter. It was crazy. Would much rather trust veterans like Noel or Green. 
as a third big man option come playoffs compared to Luke Cornett. Same time, Brad Stevens' obsession with Cornette. I'm not sure he lets him go. <clears throat> Excuse me. My bench would be Pritchard Banton, Hauser Davis, Craig Stevens, Horford Brissett, Kada, and then Noel, um, Jermichael Green. Yeah, that's all the things. By the way, I was a huge Muscala fan. I feel like Joe could use a lot of them. What did you think? Merry Christmas again. Shout out, Naeem. Uh, <clears throat> I agree with almost everything you said. I don't know how much I love Terrence Davis. He feels like a too much need the ball to be successful guy. Um, I like Jermichael Green. I like Tory Craig. I still think Luke's better than Namish Kata, and I think the best example you're going to see from that is the Lakers game. Namish Kata got torched <laughs> on defense in that Lakers, Lakers game, game, and I killed. think Luke would have had a bit more success. I think Kata's big body helps, though. Like I don't know. I think sure. it, it it's silly to be like, yeah, I feel like Kata's bigger than the seven foot two guy, but I do feel like his strength is there, and Cornette's might not be. If that makes sense. Like, I don't know. I, I get just, it. He, he, he's more active on the glass. Like, he's very impactful in that sense. I think there are definitely parts of the game where Kata is better, but I still don't think it's it's fair to dismiss Luke Cornette because I still think he's pretty effective. So, uh, thank People you, Nick. People love Naeem, to just hang on the third string big guys. I mean, we talked yeah, about it in Talking but... Seas. Like, when Tice was here, dude, like, people were like, he sucks. But, like, Tice rules. He's fine. I love Tice. He's fine as a third string backup. Shout out, Tice. All right, next email. What's poppin'? LeBron beats the traffic. This is from RJ at the Lakers game. Evening, fellas. That was fun. Six points shot. My predicted margin of 17, but we didn't have Svee, so I'll cope. Didn't see the game until the fourth quarter after we wrapped Christmas dinner. I was worried about the Celtics' three-point shooting. They even survived under 32%. In the fourth quarter, even as they were slowing things down, I was happy to see them looking for good shots and not forcing bad three-point looks. Also didn't react to AD scoring to open the three-point looks and get the Lakers back into it. Closed out the game like champions. Didn't see the bench score much. It'll be curious to see how the re, uh, how they looked once the replay blackout lifts. I see. Sorry, I got really confused because I read that as relay at first. I was like, "What is happening?" I see Nimi had three fouls. Was he getting abused by Davis? Yes. Uh, also, I think Mike Breen has the best voice of the national announcers. Yep, calls a good game, yeah. but it's just fun to listen to someone enthusiastic. Harlan's Agreed. good too, but the rest <clears throat> of them I really actually don't care for. Shout out Mike just Breen. Listen to local broadcast. I will say I like. Um, the crew they got with JJ and Richard Jefferson, Ryan Rusillo, I think is that is that who he is? Ruko. Rusillo. Ruko, sorry. Rusillo's yeah, yeah, no, I get them mixed up. Ryan Ruko. I like that crew though. I think Ruko's good. Uh, and the Eagles, Fine. obviously. I enjoy the Eagles as well, but that's like I was they're, so they're confused. Incredible. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I and, and Noah Eagle are both very good. <laughs> All right. W, thank you, RJ. Next thing. God. <laughs> this is the best email we've ever gotten. <laughs> so this is like deep hbtc lore so sean is has beef with this guy ill in our comments which let me we'll put this straight we love both of you yeah. <laughs> ill and sean we appreciate you both this is just like hilarious we love the beef. passion <clears throat> basically saying this is an example why ill should be banned from talking about celtics which <laughs> i mean this is crazy <laughs> i saw this email yesterday and i was just cracking up to myself like, this is the greatest email of all time this final this line year beef yes pettiness to be like bad this guy these two used to go to war in the comments i haven't seen ill too often in the comments lately but i do love that they would just have like threads of like you're an idiot no you're an idiot and just going back and forth so shout out to sean for just igniting the email section of this pod on fire said p.s i never forget about any celtics that or my doubter my beef don't expire and That's i always right. comment 
was Porzingis played with Gilbert Arenas, Mello, Baron Davis, Amari Stoudemire, Lynn Sanity, Luka Doncic, Beal, Kuzma. Porzingis has not been devoid of capable teammates. One could even argue Porzingis has had better surrounding players than Smart in some seasons. I don't know what this is in response to. I, I appreciate that Porzingis had one or two star teammates at a time. I want to find what this was a, <clears throat> what's it called? Uh, in response to you, because it sounds like he's defending Smart, which W in that case. Um, however, if you're using Lynn Sanity and old Arenas and Baron Davis as the examples, it's probably not the well, best I example. I, I think that's like legitimately factually inaccurate. Yeah, I don't think he played with Arenas at the very least. I don't think he, he played with. Davis. I don't think Baron Davis was still on the Knicks. Stoudemire was not on the Knicks. <clears throat> yeah. Jeremy Lynn, I think, was gone. Uh, yeah, Baron Davis. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, not, not many of these are, are correct. Um, even if you look at the future ones, like Beal wasn't great. Kuzma is Kuzma. Like, I don't know what excuse or what example we're using there. Luka Doncic will give you, will give you Carmelo Anthony, obviously, but that was early in his career. Baron Davis retired in 2012. So <laughs> was not in the league then. Uh, Gilbert Arenas. Retired in 2012 as well. Again, was in the league. Amari Stoudemire, not how you spell his name. Uh, and no, Kuzma. Yeah, I was saying. So there is that. Um, it does sound like you're defending smart, though. So respect in that case. But come with some better examples. We I love you both. I, I'll just hit us with a, like a clapback email. Hey, we love you. We appreciate you, ILO. Please do. And Sean is love you, too. Appreciate both of you. Next one we got is Sean again. Ratlist <laughs> within that last email. Uh, Arenas and Davis were part, retired for multiple years. 2011 before prison goes drafted. Yeah, we got you. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> we got you. Let's pop and you remind me of someone. Morning, fellas. Hope everyone had a good holiday. Put it up on new post on Celtics blog. This one is comparing current Celtics to Celtics of the past. Check it out. Ooh, let's go through this one quickly. I like that idea. Uh, all right. We're, we're not going to read everything if you would like to read it. Through the historical mirror on Celtics blog fan post. Go check it out. Jalen Brown, imagine the 2008 uh, version of Paul Pierce, four years younger. Sure. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll back it. Bucket. Uh, Drew Holiday, oddly enough, 1986 Bill Walton. <laughs> that is funny. A skilled veteran joining the established team. Uh, the easy way out of Al Horford's one would be to say that Al reminds me of Al. <laughs> I'll say he's a better version of last year's Blake. I think Al to Al comp is good. I like, um, poor Porzingis, the biggest man of the court reminds me of one of the small Celtics, tiny Archibald. <laughs> uh, JT is reminding me of another Tar Heel, Bob McAdoo. Pritchard is Jojo oh, White. is not one you want. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because he essentially like denounced the Celtics and then became a uh, Laker and was on the other end of the rivalry in the 80s. I had no idea. I, I don't know. Derek White, uh, John Havlicek. That's a W. That's a good one. And then Pritchard, Jojo White. Enjoy. I like this. I agree. Go read all of his explanations here, again, through the historical mirror uh, on Celtics blog fan post. All right. One more email we got from RJ. <clears throat> uh, what's popping? Next bad habit to retire. Even folks just got one watching talking C's from 1226. Hope you're feeling better, Jack. Thank you. Not yet. Uh, this year's team is doing a great job of putting bed to the ghost of seasons past, starting with the Knicks and Heat from the top of the year. Saw the Celtics close out games with victories rather than fumbling them away, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Neutralize the, the magic third quarter problems. Um, winning each of the thirds by nearly 10 points in the West Coast. 
Uh, what's left? How about annoying trade of playing down to their opponent? Hello, Pistons. Celtic social media. You think Boston facing the bad boys, uh, the 80s, while starting the new boss one boys. Everyone seems to be convinced the Celtics who are unbeaten in TD Garden will succumb to the Wilds, the June 28 Pistons. Uh, the better question is how soon in the third quarter we'll see Lamar Stevens, JD, and Jordan Walsh take the court. I'm convinced Coach Mazzilla is coming up. Uh, Coming home with game plans to treat Detroit, San Antonio, and Toronto like serious opponents. I expect all the Celtics to execute those plans. Don't have a margin prediction, but I fully expect us to play hard wire to wire because that's what being a championship, uh, that's what championship teams do. Be well, RJ. I think what's more important here is that I can imagine the Celtics know they've lost 28 in a row or 27 in a row. Yeah, they that, don't want to be to go right away. Yeah, they, they don't want to be the one to to be the the streak breaker, the street streak breaker. They're spelled the same. The words sound different. Got me in my head. Uh, <laughs> they definitely don't. I mean, Cam Thomas of the Nets talked about this because they just played them back to back. And after the first one, he was like, we know what's at stake here. We don't want to be the team that everybody's talking about that let the Pistons get their first win in, in the last however many games. I mean, they. I saw someone sent me a post that was like, the Pistons have won a game <laughs> longer ago than the Arizona Diamondbacks. <laughs> like the Arizona Diamondbacks have won more recently than the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, it's nuts. That's nuts. Uh, the, I saw something that was like, uh, or it is true. John Morant has more wins than the Pistons this year. <clears throat> Sad. That's tough, right? That's a bad one. Um, quickly, I know you switched to NBA. I want to do a one, literally it's going to take one minute because it's something I got for Christmas to so appreciate. Oh, uh, my aunt got me yes, this yes, book yes, for yes, Christmas. Yes called Celtics Legends Alphabet. Uh, also, for what it's worth... Who the, wrote that? Anybody we know? Uh, Beck Finer, I think is how you no, say it. It's in cursive, no. and I'm bad at reading cursive. Beck Finer wrote it, though. Uh, sorry, Robin Finer. But it huh. says Beck Finer on the front, I swear. Um, also, for what it's worth, Uncle Dan, who gave me the cards last year, gave me another Boston sports trivia game so I could pick out the Celtics cards and we could do the Celtics okay. cards. Well. All right. However, Uncle Dan <laughs> goaded for that, though. We're going to make this easy. Uh, shout out Uncle Dan. I couldn't go to my family. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Family Christmas party the other day, so I was upset, but I was sick. Um, we're going to have Sam guess what legend is each letter, and so it'll take us 27 pods, or 26 pods. That was bad. Um, but we'll start with A. Sam, who is A? Who do we think is A in this book? It should be a layup. I'll tell you. Our back. <laughs> Bingo! Mr. Red, the... the, the uh, drawings and, and illustrations are cool. A is for Red Auerbach, groundbreaking in every way. Red won 16 NBA championships in 29 years for the Celtics as coach, GM, and president. Drafted the NBA's first African-American player and hired the first African-American coach. Oh, while racking up whopping 795 regular season wins in Boston. By far, Celtics record. Shout out, Red. I wonder who uh, B's gonna be. <laughs> we'll have to find out next podcast. Alright, now we can go to the NBA section and we'll start where we left off in the Celtics section, did the Pistons win a game yet? Sam, tell me. No, they didn't. <laughs> uh, they We talked about it a little bit earlier in the pod, but they just lost back-to-back -back games to the Nets. And I kind of thought their losing streak would end 
against Brooklyn. I don't know why I really wasn't that confident that Brooklyn would win two in a row against the Pistons. I felt like it would get more difficult to win the second game, and to Detroit's credit, it did. Kidd had a really great game, finished with 41 points. He was a monster, and he really did a great job of scoring the ball down the stretch. Unfortunately, his teammates can't say the same for them. Alec Burks chucked the three up out of the timeout, kind of ended the game. Um, but they now hold the single-season record for games lost consecutively. Uh, it was yeah. previously held by the 13-14 Philadelphia 76ers, the Process Sixers. They have a chance to tie that same Sixers group, even though it's a couple years later, who lost 28 straight between the end of the 14-15 season in the beginning mm-hmm. of the 15-16 season. They will head into the Garden to face the undefeated at home Celtics tomorrow night. 7.30 tip, baby. But one of the greats, uh, James Edwards, he d- he did write about a Q&A that the Pistons owner, Tom Gores, did with the media this week. Talked about a couple different things, but he talked about the goal going into the season. He said the goal was to compete for a play-in spot, which is where I had them. Me and the owner apparently don't know ball. He <laughs> said he feels the team is set up for future success and also said that they aren't bound to any outrageous contracts, which gives them flexibility moving forward. Kind of contradicted that he was like, yeah, like I think we're in a good spot, but also we can move. Uh, he said Monty Williams front office are safe, but there are changes, maybe the players that need to be made going forward. He quote, we're not right right now. We have to add and delete. We're on it already. We'll make changes. We will make them. We don't know exactly what they'll be just yet. Mention the near future for these said changes. Yeah. Listen, I uh, I saw TikTok this morning and it said you know, these are the teams that they've beaten. These are the records that they've broken, blah, blah, blah. And they said uh, two teams have lost 26 in a row. Uh, and the Cavs were one of them. And yep. he goes, the Cavs literally lost LeBron James for nothing in free agency. Of course, they were going to be bad, right? Duh. The other team that did it was a team that was legitimately trying to lose basketball games. True. This Pistons team was trying to make the playoffs. This is not the same. This is embarrassing. This it is, is embarrassing. It's so also bad. Pistons are still trying to make the playoffs because they reportedly, according to Shams, have interest in Ugh. trading for Charlotte Hornets forward Miles Bridges. Jack. And do you see who else? No. They also want Siakam Ananobi or Tobias Harris. <laughs> well, that we knew about the uh but what are we Tobias doing? Harris thing. But what are we doing? <laughs> Tobias Harris and Siakam are both free agents at the end of the season. Uh, I think Ananobi might be too. And yeah, technically. I'm sure they're like, yes, can't wait to re-sign here. That's so bad. It's so bad. What are you like? Uh... Spin zone, Jack. I know you don't like that anyone's interested in Miles Bridges. Yeah. But perhaps Gross. the best basketball punishment without evicting him from the league <laughs> is like, go play for the Pistons. Hey. hey My girlfriend shot. said she would be sick if she was drafted by the Pistons yesterday. Yesterday respect so yeah she knows ball. maybe that maybe that's like the best option for you nose ball respect uh yeah no it's it's pissings are an embarrassment to basketball. telling you if they made pete and real they probably <laughs> wouldn't be man. in this situation i and pete and better be on the thumbnail not this one he'll be in the i can put him in the pregame thumbnail but why we're talking uh, about the we've talked about the pistons like yeah for but i'm not 15 minutes I'm not, of the show 
I'm not gonna title this the Pistons though. It, this is like a Pistons preview. You got to put them on there. I, I'm not putting them on there. <laughs> I mean, we're legitimately talking about them right now. I'll put them in the pregame thumbnail. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not gonna. We're talking about the Pistons for for like we like we talked about the Pistons for a good amount of this show. It's been four minutes on the Pistons and two minutes earlier. Hmm. You're tripping. <laughs> it's more. That's more minutes than we talked about twenty-eight other teams, except the Celtics. And I know that's why you said twenty-eight, but it's called how about the fucking Celtics, not Pistons, buddy. All right, go start your own Pistons pod. You hate fun. You like Christmas, but you don't like Pete. And I don't know what your problem is. I love Pete. I'll put him. You on don't the love him that much. Not put him on the the front of the show. Let's look at the rest of the NBA. I'm this is a big deal. Talking about Pete. history making event. <laughs> Uh, that's why I'll put it on the pregame thumbnail. Uh, all right. Here's the NBA standings. Let's see how every team around the league is doing. Eastern conference. I forgot about the standings. Eastern conference. Bucks and Sixers both lost their last games. Good for the Celtics who have won three in a row. Magic are back. One, two in a row. Heat have won three in a row. They're climbing up the standings again. A lot of mid-tier teams have won their last game. Nets have won two. Meanwhile, at the bottom, the worst get worse. Uh, Hawks, Raptors lost two, three in a row. Wizards, two. Hornets, eight. Pistons, 27. Not great. Bulls for the are officially back. They're yes. in the play in, except Vucevic is now hurt for seven to 10 days. Yeah, except I don't know if you know about this, Sam. Andre Drummond, though. The, great what do you call him? All time. Yeah. How, 25 rebounds last night. <laughs> get ready. <laughs> get ready to know about him. 10 offensive rebounds. Like he, he shout out to the and, Hornets too, because they're like kind of like setting us up for something else to be excited excited about when the Pistons eventually win eight straight losses. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're getting there now. Andre Drummond though, and and it was it was against the Hawks who like aren't a great team, but like Capella is a great rebounder. Like they're a good rebounding team at the very least. <clears throat> Drummond just killed him. Shout out to Bulls, man. Like they're back. They are. And Zach Levine's still hurt. And so they're killing it. <clears throat> Meanwhile, out West, Nuggets have won five in a row, soaring up the standings again. Timberwolves just lost one. <clears throat> Thunder, Clippers, Mavs, and little winning streaks. Uh, and it's sort of the opposite in the West because all these mid tier teams, Kings, Pels, Rockets, Lakers, Warriors, Suns, all on losing streaks. Meanwhile, the bottom, Jazz have won three in a row. Grizzlies with Jaw back and Marcus back have won four in a row. The Blazers just won one. But the Spurs have lost five in a row. Sam, I will give you a thousand dollars. And this is fake money. I'm not giving you anything. Uh, if you can tell me who led the Blazers in scoring in their last win. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like, I'm what trying to like, think of like legitimate. Yeah. My knee-jerk reaction is sharp, but I feel like if you're asking mm. me this question, it means sharp. Sorry, Simon. Second. He was second in scoring. Anthony Simon said 29. This person that I'm talking about had 25 off the bench. That's your other clue. Off the bench? Uh. Do they even have a bench? They do. They do. I don't know. Who is it? Uh, that would be uh, Duop Wreath. Uh, <laughs> do you know how fucking mad I would be if Duop Wreath had 25 points against the Celtics? Did they win? Yes. Who'd they beat? Kings? The Kings. No. Dude, a if good I was team. a Kings fan, I would be <laughs> beside myself, dude. 
uh, yeah, I thought, I thought you'd appreciate that one. They killed the Kings, too. They beat him by 17. It's kind of funny because, like, the Celtics kind of don't do this anymore where they don't, like, mm-hmm. like the Kings are where the Celtics were. <sighs> I'm trying to be fair. I don't want to, like, say they're, like, the Isaiah Celtics, but they kind of are, like, where they're, like, good, but, like, nobody takes them serious, even though they are good. Sure. Like, they're at that range where they can still lose to bad teams like this. Mm. And I just remember, like, getting cooked by guys like Jaden Noel or O'Shea Brissett, <laughs> like, guys like that. And you're just like, what the fuck, dude? I've never heard about this guy. And now he has 26 <laughs> points. Yeah. 25 and 9 for Duop Reith off the bench. <laughs> Uh, in case you're curious, I, I, I thought you'd enjoy that one. Uh, but yeah, the Blazers are there. <clears throat> They've been winning. Uh, so have the Grizzlies. So have a lot of these teams. Uh, but yeah. Uh, next thing we got Steve Kerr is very mad at the referees, in case you're wondering. Very upset, not happy with the refs. Um, <clears throat> I think this was after Jokic shot a million free throws. Jokic season them. high 18 free throws Which on Monday. Is a lot. It's it's not like Joel Embiid Giannis levels, though. Like, it's not the most obscene number we've seen. Uh, I have no problem with the officials themselves. Kerr said, all across the league, we have really good officials. I have a problem with the way they are legislating defense out of the game. So what we're doing in the NBA, <clears throat> the way we were teaching the officials, we were enabling players uh, to BS their way to the foul line. If I were a fan, I, I wouldn't have wanted to watch the second half of that game. It was disgusting. It's just baiting refs into calls, but the refs have to make these calls because that's how they're taught. So I have a real problem with the way we've legislated defense out of the game in this league. The players are really smart in this league. Over the last decade, or so they've gotten smarter and smarter. We have enabled the players, and they're taking full advantage and parade to the free throw line. It's disgusting to watch. Uh, Anthony Slater of The Athletic did an article on this, picked out some bad ones, etc. Listen, I agree that officiating it gets a little bit too much sometimes. That said, the two things I'll say on this are, one, the Warriors shoot some of the least free throws in the league, I believe, historically, uh, over the past decade or so. And a big part of that is because they're just not aggressive in, in the He's sense that up. they take a million threes. Well, no, it's because they take a million threes. They don't drive to the lane that much. They don't go for foul calls as much. And two... A lot of balls to say this when Draymond Green's on your team. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Well, this is what I'm going to say. Removed from the situation in a vacuum, this quote is very on the money. I agree with Sticker. I hate the foul baiting. I hate that they kind of make it so guys can just BS their way to the foul line. Like, I think he has a good point. But. Steve Kerr, reputation of being a crybaby. Steve Kerr saying all this after his team lost on Christmas. Slater did put his article together and he he picked out like some of the bad ones. It was like uh, guys setting screens and then they would get bumped and flop and it would be a whistle or it was very like ticky tack stuff. But like I wrote on the sheet, like you could probably go through like every game, just be like, look at this. Mickey Mouse, which I guess goes to Kerr's point. Like if he's like really not complaining about this game individually, it just made him more angry than the rest of them. Like it is like a league wide issue. Like I think he has a good point. It's just like maybe you're not the guy to talk about this. It's like Draymond being like, hmm, like maybe we should be more kind to everybody. (laughs) Yeah, listen, like I said, this is just like. Say this after Embiid drops thirty free throws on you, or Giannis drops thirty. You know, he what I'm saying? Just like, been like, yeah, dude, like I was looking forward to watching this 
Sixers Heat game because I know Embiid's not playing. <laughs> Yikes! And that well, I mean, don't worry about it because Jaime Hawkins just <laughs> made it worth your while. That yeah, Jaime but he, he didn't get to the free throw line like a million times, right? Like he just no. had a good game. He was just nasty. My my point was just that he's disgusting. He's so good. Good for him, dude. We we were on uh, it. We watched we like were? six minutes of highlights. And we were like, this guy could fit on an NBA team right now because yeah. he doesn't seem to need to be the guy. He knows where yeah. to be. He's smart. And we were right. So just another example of us knowing ball. Yeah. Also, for what it's worth, Jokic is, I don't think, the guy to pick this argument on. Jaron Jackson Jr. shoots more free throws per game than Jokic this season. So let's take a break. Let's take a breather. No, like, <laughs> you're right. You, yeah. you are right. Like, that is a good point. He, he just shot a lot the other day. And a lot of the fouls they called, at least the ones Slater put in the article, were Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Tough. Tough. Uh, speaking of the Heat, the Bucks and the Heat have been labeled as potential landing spots for P.J. Tucker should he get bought out uh, by the Clippers. And to that, I say, no shit. Like, that that would make a lot of sense. The two teams he had his most success would probably want him on the team. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. he went to the, the finals with Miami, and he went to the one championship with Milwaukee. Yeah, Sure. <laughs> I think they'd probably want Actually, him back. He was not on the finals the- team. With the Heat, with Miami, no. Oh, he wasn't. Whatever. He he was really good and effective in Miami. Uh, is is the larger point? Like these two teams, he has a history with. He's been with. He he is. Had, you're right. But regardless, I would like it if dirty player PJ Tucker was not in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> also fair. <laughs> also valid. Uh, would not be ideal. Uh, Kevin Durant is mad. At the Suns. Uh, this is reported. Where is this from? Woj or Woj. someone? Someone reported this. Ro- Woj, Woj was said, on TV talking about uh, Said people in Phoenix are starting to feel his frustration. Um, Socks. <laughs> Deal with it, buddy. Like, as yeah, I love I Kevin Durant, bad. he's cool. You put yourself in that spot, brother. Like, hey, you wanted to go this there. This is what happens when the inmates run the asylum. When guys are like, <laughs> I want this guy on my team. Oh, make a big three. Uh, Big Three has played what a game and a half together, half a game together. I've all we talked about was Bradley Beal for like two weeks in June, and then he hasn't even played. Like I, I just don't care. Like don't care. Phoenix not that interesting of a market. T- typically, like on my like rank of franchises I support and like root for, I like to see the Suns be one of the competitive teams. But like, I don't know. I don't care. Like Beal annoyed me this summer. Devin Booker's kind of annoying to me. And I actually like KD, but like they got it the whole team. What do they expect? Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, I, I agree with you. Um, this team, shocker, just doesn't have enough depth. They don't have enough. Like, and the best part is, did you hear what came from Aaron uh, Eric Gordon the other other day? Uh, he was like, yeah, I need more shots. <laughs> And also, this is on the owner, too. Actually, this might not be yeah. a KD thing. I forgot when I put this down. But Phoenix got a new owner this summer, or, or like in the spring. Yeah. Matt Ishbia bought the team. And Traded he was for like KD. public. He, he was, was like, pre-KD. Okay, pre-KD. He was public. He was like, yeah, we're going in. Like, I'm taking yeah. over the team. I want everybody to associate winning with me. And he's just been fucking firing without aiming down the site. Just spraying and praying, baby. Just he got KD. That worked out okay. He rolled his ankle in warm-ups, and then they lost in the second round. 
then they trade for Brad Beal. Brad Beal doesn't even play. You've got your whole team for him. You give up Chris Paul, who, even though he's like old and kind of washed, like is still smart. Like he could definitely help your team. Certainly more than Bradley Beal, who doesn't even play. Yeah. <laughs> so this is on him too. Like my bad. I don't even know if KD pushed for the Beal thing. I just kind of assumed he did. And I assume they sure did he had too. something to do with it, but I yeah, know you, you have I to. forgot how like the owner was like, we're all in floor it just absolutely floor which it. i respect the mindset of i'm all in let's go do something cool but don't but be like, reckless sure be smart yeah. i do wonder how much of the um decision making was on the players though I, and the I front have office in phoenix is good they've yeah, been doing good things hate, i have to imagine that they had a, a large say in it though like book and and kd i'm sure you have, you, like you have to imagine but not great for phoenix this year uh, outside of kd book and use of nurkic not really getting much. Uh, Grayson Allen's actually playing really well. So is Eric Gordon. But like huge drop off after that. Like you go from 12 points from Nurk to six points uh, from various players. Right. So it's just <clears throat> you're not getting enough there uh, on either end, really. All right. Next thing we have is from the 76ers. Very brief. I think it's from Mark Stein uh, of the Stein line. Uh, shout out Mark just Stein. Saying, update. Yeah, the Sixers don't want him, basically. <laughs> yeah. And then I put Smart. He's awful. He's literally so bad. Tyrese Maxey's playing well for yeah. the Sixers. Like, if you're Philly, you don't need to do this. And I, I want to see Philly not be good because they are a competitor to the Celtics. But if I was a Sixers fan, I'd be like, you better not trade for Zach Levine. Guy's a loser. His shit Bulls team is literally, like, in the play-in now that he hasn't played. What does that say? Yep. Don't need Levine. <laughs> Don't need Levine. Um, speaking of shit teams, the Wizards uh, are reportedly interested. In... <laughs> you like that one? I like, <laughs> you like that. that. Yeah. I Wizards like are reportedly <laughs> potentially interested in trading Kuzma, offloading him for a first round pick. Uh, this is, do you know, this is from. Uh, Jake Fisher, uh, Jake friend Fisher. of the pod, Jake Fisher. The four-year, $90 million deal they signed Kuzma to in free agency is considered quite valuable um, among rival personnel. It could bring back some legitimate first-round draft capital for the rebuilding Wizards. Uh, making roughly 22.5 per season, someone is going to have to cop, cough up quite a bit of salary to match. That said, like, Kuzma's a good player. Like, like as much as we joke around saying, oh, the Wizards stink, blah, blah, blah. Like, Kuzma's a quality guy. I think he would be better on another team where he didn't have to worry so much about shot rating. He's averaging 23, 6, and 4 on 46, 36 splits this season. And 36 isn't amazing from three, but when you're the, one of the primary shot creators, it's not bad, uh, especially when you're averaging that uh, many points. So I think, I think teams around the league should be looking at Kuzma as a trade option. Uh, and I think there are teams out there who could hit that salary mark and make a, a quality offer. Mm. Who those teams are, don't know. Um, like Pacers, maybe. I don't know how much he adds defensively, though. So there's that. If I'm the Sixers, I'd rather Kuzma than Levine. <laughs> and that's not saying much, but like I think Kuzma could help. Pretty much Tobias Harris. I think you could run both, though. A two-floor spacing shot creator. You blah, blah, blah. somebody's money. Uh, you got uh, uh, like Marcus Morris though, and the guys they got for Harden. Yeah, do they have picks? No, <laughs> they have. Yeah, you're right. You got me. <laughs> it's tough. Uh, I think it's they tough can trade. to like conceptualize like trades. Like I don't uh, know. I the only trade... one I think maybe is Atlanta. Maybe segue. I think you. 
the Sixers can trade like a 2029 first, so like a very future one. Like they have, they can trade one. But yeah, speaking of Atlanta, this is from Jake Fisher. Uh, Jake Fisher again of the Athletic, friend of the pod. They are reportedly interested uh, in trading DeAndre Hunter and or Clint Capella. Which, sure, like they just hear Sounds me out. Like, uh, they're looking to trade the wrong people. Yeah, it, I don't. Th- it will never happen. Trey Trey Young. I'm not about Trey Young. I, I I've never been a big Trey Young. Like I don't think he's bad, and I think there is value to having a guy you can make clutch shots and big moments and creates that space and is a playmaker like that. But like, if I'm them, I'd rather have DeAndre. Or excuse me. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Dante Murray is the one and roll with him. It'll never happen because the star power, the X factor of Trey Young, but I don't know. That's my thought. It's tough because if you're the Hawks, you have to split those guys up from the get go. Like if you go back and find the old pods when this happened, I was like, this is stupid. Why would they do this? And yeah. it's turned out to be, in fact, stupid. Don't know why they did it. But what is this? Uh, Aaron Gordon has dog suffered bite? lacerations to his face res- and hand resulting from dog bite on Christmas day. Team says he's in good condition or remain away from the team while he recovers. Heated, dude. This is why I don't like dogs. All right. Continuing. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think Kuzma's the solution. Like I think Deandre Hunter is actually like solid. It's burning in my brain because yeah. he had a good game against the Celtics in the playoffs. <laughs> and I think Capella's okay, but he's like kind of away from the modern day big where, and a Kongu really better. give you much on offense. And a Kongu and what is he just does. as tenacious yeah. on the class. So, I don't know. Where's Trey Young going to be traded to? Who needs him? That's the tough – because we, we do the thing where we're like – what do you say? I said who who would want him. Oh, I thought you said Milwaukee. I was like, what? <clears throat> no, no, no. I think there are teams that would value him, though, and that would want to trade for him. But Wizards. It's just a matter – well, maybe not. <laughs> Nets. I think the Nets would be a really good spot for Trey Young. Cover him up on defense a little bit better. Maybe. Play make for Mikael Bridges. I just don't know what they give up. Anyways, that can be a topic for another pod. Let's get into the rat list here. I'll let you kick it off, uh, and we can rock. What do you got? So, rat list my mom. My mom, my mom made uh, every dessert under the sun for Christmas. She made two cakes. She made these cookie cupcake things, and it just kept coming as if I was in Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. You're a loser. The readily accessible junk food is a very bad thing because it's there, and you're just like, wow, like I'll have some. My dad agrees. He's on the same page. So I don't know why Like it was just like, let's make every single thing that we have. Listen. Maybe one. Maybe, maybe a Listen. single like like dessert, like treat. Fine. You don't need like to have the whole bakery in your damn house. Listen, when most people say this, it is a haha. Oh my god, I'm gonna get fat. You know, ratless. Sam is serious that he is mad at his mother for making goodies on Christmas. To you, my, my mom loves to bake a lot of stuff too. The key is, Does let she do her it enjoy it. Though, 
Yeah, she loves it. She like. Yeah, see, no, no, no. Like the problem is like this is like an abnormal like. Let's make everything. Well, yeah, because she wanted to. It's the holiday season. I, I it's the holiday season. It, nobody came to our house. It'd be different if she we were having a Christmas party. She she want to make it. She didn't eat any of it. You didn't have to either. <laughs> she makes the stuff that she doesn't like on purpose. Did you eat it? I sure did because I have Your no self control. It's not her problem. She's just baking. She likes to bake. She wanted to bake something. I can't, I can't back you on this one. You know this, though. We've had this I, I didn't expect you to back me. I wasn't looking for approval. This is where I air my yeah. Uh, discrepancies. Yeah, no. I, no, no. Boo. Not a fan. Uh, let's see. Ratless, the guy at the hospital. So I was uh, not for me, but I was at a hospital the other night. And there was this guy, and it's it's half funny ratless but half not because like you're bothering people working this guy was in a a hallway stretcher uh like he was he was getting admitted or whatever and he just kept going are you my nurse and like yelling to the nurses and the nurse would be like what's up like because he's just been saying it a million times he just goes i don't feel good <laughs> and the nurse would just Is go something wrong with him i don't know he it, it, it i don't i don't know um, nurse, for you. well, the nurse just went, uh, yeah, you're at the hospital. I kind of put that together pal. <laughs> like over and over again. He goes, can you get me my drugs now? And they'd go, you have nothing ordered right now. I'm not going to give you anything. And he kept like rolling over. He was very clearly like there cause he was either way too drunk or overdose or something. That like, would annoy me. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but he kept like pulling his IV out unintentionally by rolling around and then he'd go there's blood on my sheets and they go did you pull your iv out again he goes no and they go they come over and he goes you pulled your iv out again <laughs> he's just he's being a menace the whole time it, it was that's annoying. like legitimate ratless because if you really yeah. want to like put the broad like lens on like all those healthcare workers are working on christmas yeah they have to fucking deal with this guy I felt bad. yeah i felt bad it was not great. You, you have to be a special kind of person like, yeah, I hear like situations. This is like not healthcare related, but like of just like things that happen in people's life. Like if they like are going through a conflict or something and I'm like, dude, if this was me, I would have told the person to just get lost. Like, fuck off, dude. I'm not <laughs> dealing with it. Like, I don't have the patience for that. And that's why I have a microphone and I sit here and do this instead of work in a hospital. But yep. I mean, shout out to them because they're working on the holiday and they got uh, Mr. IV over there. I will say anti-ratless nurses who are all very nice. So shout out to them. But yes. All right. What do you got? How much more stuff do you have? Because I need to know if I need to fill. Uh, I can go. I have. I can get a few more things in. I'm just running off the dome, but I've got stuff in mind. Okay. Ratlist is, uh, I was driving to get coffee today. And mm. so I haven't done a driving one in a while. There's two lanes on my side. There's two lanes on the other side. There is a honeydew yep. on my right. I am driving forward. There is somebody waiting to turn into the honeydew from the opposite side of the street. Never an easy task. But there's nobody behind me, and there's nobody coming in the next lane. I okay. can't tell if you're like frozen. Now. I'm, I'm trying. No, sorry. Now. I'm trying to picture it. I'm trying to. I'm like trying to picture it in my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm trying to like picture. Just envision it. Yeah, Listen, I man, I, I don't feel good. It's I'm okay. trying. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. So, anyways, yeah. There's nobody behind me. Yeah, And there is a small gap, but it's like enough to where like, do you really need to make me break stride? And he just turn, turns across, turns right yeah. across. He should have In that situation, if I had a tank, I would have just rolled him right over. So just, you're, yeah, he, 
right through. You should just let you go first and then going after you. Like that's what I'm point? saying. Like yeah. just rat. <laughs> I bad. even beeped. I was like, I'm not having this today. Like my legs are shot today because I ran. Yeah, and I yeah. was very active with like I did basketball yesterday too. And I was like, I just want to get my sandwich and my coffee and get on with my day. Yeah, it's I bad. got this guy trying to turn across all the lanes. Awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ratless Henry. So I love a Henry Ratless. Let's hear it, buddy. So at my dad's, my, it's my dad's uh, girlfriend's parents' house. We were there. And they've been dating for like 10 plus years at this point. So it's like been a long time. But anti Ratless, your dad's Facebook post, dude. Your dad my just shares Facebook memories yeah. and all of his stuff's hilarious. Yeah, he's a beast. Well, for a long time, and not to get off kilter or off track here, my for a long time, my dad made it his mission and his, his like purpose to post a dad joke to Facebook every day. Oh, so that's like, awesome he'll like bring those up every once in a while awesome um, anyways shout out my dad peace love you dad um we play this game so basically you wrap a bunch of mini presents like jelly beans or or cash or lottery tickets in mm. saran wrap and you wrap it up you wrap it up into a ball so, like every three layers or so there is something and it becomes like this big and you have two dice and you pass around a table and you take turns trying to find the saran wrap and open it and peel it open. And every time the person rolls doubles, you pass it to the next person, the person who just rolled. And then the next person rolls, they get doubles, you pass it, and then you win all the mini prizes. And there was like a $20 bill in the middle, right? <clears throat> Whatever. I am in front of Henry. So when Henry rolls doubles, I have to hand it to him. Yep. Now, Henry's an asshole in the context mm. of like it i know there's no skill to rolling dice but he's very good at it if you know what i'm saying like he he just gets doubles like i would i i ripped open like maybe two things of surrender up the whole game and i had the ball like at least 10 plus times right like i would get the ball he'd roll once get doubles gone right and it sounds like all luck but you know from ball, and I love Henry, and this is often almost always a good trait, but he tries very hard at everything. He's competitive, yeah. Very competitive, which, again, I am also competitive. It's a fucking saran wrap ball, brother. <laughs> Let me have it for two seconds before you take it. <laughs> so I was just getting mad. And, and the Celtics were on two, so I wasn't too heated because I was trying to watch. But, like, I'm trying to focus on six things, and I got fuckhead go doubles look for grabbing it from me. I'm like, what am I even playing? What are we doing here? Give me a break. Um, Rallis, Rallis, uh, my dad. Oh no, Rallis, my dad. Oh god. So <laughs> with, with Christmas, you got to wrap the gifts, right? I was bad at wrapping gifts this year. I'll, I'll say I'm that. good at wrapping gifts, but. Yeah. I had my dad's gifts and I'm like, all right, I'm wrapping my dad's gifts. It's Christmas Eve. I'm going to wrap them. Oh my God. I just got something in my eye, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't want to, I don't want to wrap my dad's gifts in my room because there's not like good space. Like it's easier to do it on the table. Sure. Right. Sure. So I was about to go up to my room and wrap the gifts, but then with going up to my room, I have to like, Garrett, grab the scissors, grab the tape. Like, you have to bring every. It's not all available to me. Yeah. As I'm starting to, like, in my head, plan, okay, you need to grab this, 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 this. My dad's like, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> I'm going to wrap downstairs. 
I've never seen somebody take so long to get out the fucking door. It took him a half hour to decide he was going to get going. And then he came right back up because it was raining. He just didn't want to go for the walk. I was ready to murder somebody. And like, I was, I like stormed upstairs, dude. I was so mad. That's fine. I just waited a half hour to do the gifts. And then he just came right back. Yeah. That's that's phenomenal. That is good. That's good. It's like putting that's his shoes calling. on, playing with the cat. It's like get out the door. That's yeah, no, I, I like that. I'm, I'm a big fan. Um all right, quick rat list uh is another hospital one. Um listen, I know if you're in the hospital, you're sick. I heard some of the most obscene coughing i've ever heard in my life and i i know they're sick i can't i'm not convinced you're that sick this brother. is a spider-man Jeez. meme like can we it, worse than mine like far worse like comments, I, comments just lit on fire like, like they well, all they're like yeah how is he talking about well, people coughing? the comments don't the comments hear me go <clears throat> sometimes that's different that's clearing my throat i can do it often but like the 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 visceralness or whatever you want to say of this man's coffee. I like also this, this is very off brand. This is something I would complain about, but in my head I'm like, well, they can't really help it. Also, you just spent the last X like minutes of the pod saying people make fun of you for too much. You're helping them make fun of me now. Yeah, so they're I think it's like, funny. what are we doing? They do You're make fun of you too much. Doesn't mean it's not funny. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, but this man was coughing, and what's annoying was there was no rooms available in the emergency room because they had so many people which again not their fault but fuck like it sucked i was just we were just in a hallway um and so it was like stretcher where i was sitting next to and then directly behind and that was you just coughing up a storm and it was like jeez it was it was brutal and it was also a, a woman with like a uh, I think it, like I think Spanish was their first language or something. And she was like, I've been here for two hours. Like, what are we doing? Like getting mad at all the nurses and stuff. And she eventually left and left the person there on the stretch. It was a mess. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a mess. That, oh, my, and then somewhere else. Well, no, she left the guy on the stretcher. She left her dad like she just left. Uh, she left the patient. But then on the way out, final rattles from the hospital. We're waiting to like get discharged or whatever. Like you have to like go in front desk, discharge, whatever. And we go up and she's like on the phone working, obviously in a shit mood, which fair enough, it's Christmas and you're working. Uh, and we just go, hi, do we, are we here to get discharged? And she goes, do you have a copay? And we're like, I'm not sure. Like, does it say here? She goes, copay. I'm like, I don't think so. She goes, bye. I'm like, okay. She's rude to you? <laughs> yeah. She, well, she just said bye. Like, that was it. She said, do you have a copay? And we're like, I don't know. And she just said bye. And we're like, okay, we'll leave. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> we just left. We're like, all right, see ya. We'd been there for like five hours at that point. We're like, all right, see ya. We're done. <clears throat> so it's exhausting. It, it was, was crazy. Rough. Like you gotta like really like fuck yourself up to get treated right away. <laughs> it, we got there in an ambulance too. It's not like it was like we waited in the waiting room at all. We were just what did you back. think of the ambulance? Uh, what do you fucking mean? What I think it is an ambulance. I sat in the front. I've never seat. ridden an ambulance before. I'm curious what you thought. Really? You never been? Yeah, in, I've never I guess. ridden an ambulance. I, I've been an ambulance. Sorry, it's not family tradition to whack each other with a baseball bat in my family. Fun fact: I didn't even go in an ambulance for that one. I uh, know. I forget. I think I have been in an ambulance before, though. Henry definitely has. Grace probably has. No, I. I was when I got hit in the head. My parents just drove me because they thought it'd be quicker, which 
it was when they explained, yeah, he just got hit in the head with a baseball bat. They took me pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, when I bit through my tongue, I might have been in an ambulance. I fell out of the car onto my head, and the ambulance came to me, and they treated me inside. There was that one. Uh, I don't know. I think that was about it. I can't remember. You think you'd have more CTE? But you think do. your Twitter would be closer to Antonio Brown's. Maybe that's why I cough so much. Anyways, uh, I'll let you wrap if you have a last one. Uh, yeah, all right. We'll do Ratless Frank, but not really. Yeah, Ratless. shout out Frank. There's more of a funny story. My God. So, Sorry. Quickly, Aaron Gordon had 21 stitches. He's trying to one-up you. Holy shit. wonder if he got all treated right, right away. That's what I'm also, saying. I always get a kick out of ambulances that you see. Like, they have their lights on, but they're not really going all that fast. Like, they're not really trying <laughs> that hard to get the person there. I will say it was fun to be in the front and watch all the cars move out of the way. Although we put our lights on and the cars just didn't move. The ambulance had to like flick on the siren quick to get them to move. They were just driving in front of the ambulance with the lights on for a while, which is psychotic. Sometimes, well, sometimes when I'm on the highway, I'm like, well, I don't know if this ambulance is going to catch me. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're not no, really going all that fast. This, this was a, a like a, a town road. Like, this wasn't like everyone's oh, going see, really see, fast. This was a town road. Ambulance is clearly like going a little over yes. the speed limit. Like, it was psychotic. Is like being there okay. watching. I was like, "What are we doing?" Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Frank. So anyway, Rattlers Frank. Saturday night was not Christmas Eve. It was the twenty third, and yeah. it was pretty quiet. Like people started to have family parties. Bless their soul. And there were only like a few of us that didn't have plans. So three of us got together and we played chess. I couldn't tell you last time I played chess, but it was chess. fun. We played chess. It was fun. And anyways. So Frank has brought his chessboard, and he won the first game against uh, the other guy McKenna. And then Frank just lost every single game. Like Frank this was feeling real? feeling himself. Yeah, this really happened, and he just lost. Like he he won the first game, then lost like three in a row. <laughs> he was I can not, imagine he was none too pleased. That's what I was gonna say. I can just imagine him being super angry. <laughs> super he wasn't like angry, angry, but it was just funny to see him like suffer. That is funny. I like that. Uh, do you want to tell them quickly about your dream that you texted me about, or are we not putting that on the pod <laughs> on Christmas no, Day? No, we we don't need to put a. Uh, we need to put. Yeah, that okay, that's there. fine. We don't that's need to fine. say. We'll it. leave it because if it happens, everyone's like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> that was that was one of the craziest texts I've received on Christmas morning. All right, thank y'all for tuning in. We appreciate it very much. Uh, make sure to subscribe to How About Them Celtics. Uh, leave a like on the video, comment what's popping for a chance to win some in pop, you know, popcorn and leave us five stars on Apple and Spotify and follow us in both places. Uh, and please, dear God, I'm begging you once again to leave us a review on Apple. No uh, I'll, let Sam, I'll let Sam take it out. Hey, thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching or on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell. So you don't miss any other full length pods, talk and seas episodes, game recaps, film breakdowns, trade breakdowns, whatever we decide to talk about. It'll be there, including our 30-minute pregame streams before each game. Those are a lot of fun, so come hang out. You can also leave a like on the video. Leave a comment. Tell us what you think. Make fun of Jack's sickness. There was something else we talked about, too. You can comment about that. I forget. Um, you can also find us on Spotify and Apple. Like Jack mentioned, follow us there. You'll get all audio versions of full-length pods and game recaps right to your feed. Uh, you can leave us a five-star review there. Say something nice. If you want to reach out to us and be a part of the show, we had several people do it today. Email us, hbtcpod at gmail.com. We try and get to all your emails, even if it does run a little long, uh, because we missed the pod on Monday. It happens. What are you going to do? 
You can also find us on socials at How About Them Seas. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook is just the name of the podcast. The pregame streams are there. They're also on Twitter and on Jack's Twitter, which is at Jack's Monday. You can follow mine at Sam France on It's a cross. Tick, tackle. Come on. Tackle. Tackle. Tackle.